Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on the video games. Alright, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Patrick. And that's our song guy, Joe. Hello there. I love that. I love that. Do it one more time for me. Hello there. General Kenobi. (laughs) Oh, man. How are we doing today? I'm doing quite solid. Yeah? I've been playing a lot of Among Us still. Okay. Plenty of Among Us. All right. (laughs) Um... And some Counter Strike as well, uh, but at the time of recording, we got a major tur- or not a major tournament, but a big tournament that sets up for a major tournament later. In Among Us, in, for CS:GO. <laughs> oh, sorry. An Among Us tournament that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, apparently, there was one for like streamers. Really? Yeah. One one guy that I'm I don't watch, but I'm kind of interested in. He got like top ten or whatever. Congrats. I I don't know how many people it was out of, so maybe top ten wasn't really a big deal. Right. Who knows? Right. But um. In general, like people are competing among us. I don't know how official it's getting, but mm. like, I don't know how official competing in Among Us can be. Hey, man, as official as you want to make it, I guess you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's just that's been me, and I'm doing great. Hopefully, you don't aim like a stormtrooper when you play CS:GO. Ah, uh, you know that's very. Very funny. Uh, I, I definitely up. do. Silver 4. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about one of the greatest franchises of all time, especially a cornerstone in sci-fi, um, movie, pop culture in general. Uh, I'm just going to be blunt about it. We're talking about the OG Star Wars trilogies and everything in between, you know, in the whole Galactic Civil War eras or, or so, you know. Um, the main reason... Or one of the reasons is um, recently, uh, at least in, in time of recording, um, the new Star Wars Squadrons game just released, like not too long ago. And like the the like the pilot one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, the flight sim. Ooh, people are looking for that one to be a esport, right? I, from what yeah. I've seen so far, it's definitely not complete. There's some updates that need to be done. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely see that happening. It's a, I mean, it's a forty dollar game. Yeah, you know. But it does look great. I think I think it's really cool. From what I know of uh, story-wise, or at least time placement, it's like right after uh, the destruction of Alderaan in Episode Four. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, and I do want to say this right before we like really get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, we all know Star Wars, and if you don't, audience at home, get out from under your rock. Yeah. Go You're living watch. and hiding on Tatooine for far too long. <laughs> Go watch the Star Wars because we're going to be spoiling the heck out of it. So you have been warned. Honestly, if you haven't watched Star Wars already, then like what are you, you kind of ask for it. <laughs> yeah, right? Because, <laughs> like, I mean, or at least the original trilogy. Because, like, if you haven't watched 70s movies mm. by now, then, like, you can't be mad if it's spoiled, right? Same way I don't get mad when somebody tells me the plot to, like, an 80s movie. I'm like... sure. I mean, whatever. I guess I didn't watch it. <laughs> right, right. I mean... Even one this big, too. Yeah. yeah Star Wars is, like, over 40 years old. Uh, 44, 45. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do math right now. It came out in 1977, summertime. And it took it took the world by storm. You know, George Lucas, he's a, a brilliant genius. Mark Hamill was 19 in Mark the role. Mark Hamill was 19. In the role of... Uh, uh, Luke Skywalker in episode four. Yeah. And now he just turned 69 years old. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. That's nice. crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, walked right into that one. 
We are mature, guys. Yeah, but speaking of Star Wars taking the world by storm, yeah. we're going to immediately get into our game. Okay, do it. This one's a five minutes. This one is a very, very short game. This is a Star Wars ripoff or random space words where uh, I have Ooh. gotten different uh, Star Wars Ooh. ripoffs which came out shortly after or decently after Star Wars movies. Wait. Oh, rip-off movies. Uh, yeah, rip-off movies. Okay, like, very, thought... very similar plot, idea, concepts. Okay, okay, I'm excited. Um, and I'm names. Excited. Uh, and then you're guessing if it's a rip-off movie or if it's just random space words that Easy. I put together. Easy. Okay. okay. All right. First one we got is Galaxy Conquest. That sounds Galaxy like one of those Conquest. mobile games you see a million ads for when you're watching YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um See, that's close to Galactic Conquest, a mode in Battlefront, the original Battlefront 2, but it's not the same. So, yeah, I'm, it's not Star Wars. I'm going to go ahead and I think it's something that's real, like a real thing, like a real ripoff. Yeah. Because it's like, Galactic Conquest sounds so cool. Maybe, but I just put those random space words together. Oh, boom. wow. <laughs> boom. Wow. Next up, we got Battle world. Beyond the Stars. Mm. Mm, that could... That could very much be a Star Wars thing, but Battle Beyond the Stars, that's like Star Wars, period. That's, a, that's just saying Star Wars in a different way. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's fake. Uh, what it's a real you? ripoff. That is a real ripoff <laughs> movie. Next up, we have Masters of the Universe. That's He-Man. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious right now? I don't know if this is He- I Honestly, I just grabbed movie that's names. That's He-Man. Is that He-Man? That's He-Man. Well, I don't know. I just, I just grabbed this off an article. That's so. He-Man. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, but this had a very much like this is like a movie. It's like a I'm sure there's a He Man movie. I don't know, but whatever. It's Star Wars ripoff according to the article. There you go. <laughs> um next up we have Star Odyssey. Star Odyssey. That's That's something you met you just mashed it up. Odyssey. Yeah. It's yeah. like a Star Trek thing. I'm thinking of the of of the actual movie Odyssey or like Mario Odyssey. That's not Star Wars. That is not Star it's not a Star Wars ripoff either. It huh. is. Oh, no, wait, yeah, that one's a Star Wars ripoff. Okay. Yep, that was Star Wars ripoff. Sorry, I man. misread them. All right, next up, Space Quest. Sp- that See, all these just sound fake, dude. <laughs> Space <laughs> Quest? Nah, man. That's the point. I think it's a, I think it's just you put that thing together. Yeah, Space I don't think Quest. that's real. Yeah, that that's one. That's Star Wars. That one I put together. <laughs> well, none of these are Star Wars. Oh, oh, my uh, bad. There's, they're like movies that are very similar to Star Wars. Oh, oh I understand. Okay, my bad. Um... Yeah, Space Quest I made up, though. And then last one, we have Starfinder. Starfinder. Oof. I mean, it's not that hard. Like, look, it's there not, it is. See, if Star <laughs> Quest isn't real, why would Starfinder be? I think, actually, it was Space you know Quest. What? Sorry, Space Quest. I'm going to I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt with Starfinder. I'm going to go with a, it's a ripoff of not only Star Wars, but also Star Trek. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad act- you brought that up. This one was actually a trick question. It's neither. It's a tabletop RPG. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, dude. Uh, made by the same people who made Pathfinder. Just oh, consider playing it. Oh, that's cool. That's that's cool. I nice. played it a little bit. It's pretty fun. But yeah, okay. so that's the game. That <laughs> was difficult because Star Wars is very easily rip-offable. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's got a very simple, like, hero's journey. And, yeah. the, and the, sci-fi <laughs> concept in yeah, general. The not knowing what's going on in episode yeah. four. The becoming invested by the end and also episode yeah. five. The fall by episode five and the rise again. In episode six. In when, episode six. You know, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, already a new hope, you know? Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, the, the Empire took over the galaxy, right? An, our new hope is Luke Skywalker, our main protagonist. He destroys the Death Star. Boom. The fall, 
The Empire Strikes Back, retaliation, you know, our heroes are running, Basically are separated. destroys the exactly. entire rebellion. You and thought then, the Empire was chumps in episode four, no sir. Yeah, right? They, they're coming back. Uh, they strike back, and then Return of the Jedi, this is when Luke Skywalker fully embraces who he is, what he is, as a Jedi, and, you know, saves the galaxy one Slaps people time. with light swords. Yeah. And, his, and he forgives his father. Yeah. And uh, see, yeah, and I'm, and I'm super glad you brought that up. There are lots of falls and and rises in just these three movies alone, and I, I feel that um, taking a look at the 17 steps of, of monomyths for for any story for any hero, you know, Star Wars really uh, hits all these type of marks. You know, yeah, it's a very simple storyline, yes. but it works. It works great. It does. One hundred percent. One of the like downfalls for the prequels and the newer trilogy is that there's just too much going on. Oh. So, because there are some very unnecessary th- things. A lot I of side plots. Yeah, a lot of side plots. I didn't but like all the politics. Ve- this yeah. one's very straight to the point. Straight to the point. Yeah. Okay. We're in a war here, folks. Yeah. The Empire is evil. Yeah. And we're following the journey of basically a character. Yeah. Um, there, there's kind of you explore other characters, but in reality, this is Luke's story. Yes, uh, the entire S- Star Wars saga, you know, at least the the main nine episodes, is about the Skywalker family, and we are introduced here with Luke Skywalker, the father of, or I'm sorry, the son of Anakin Skywalker. You know, the chosen one, the best the, star pilot in the galaxy, the best star pilot in the galaxy the best Jedi or the strongest Jedi ever, you know? There, there's there's becomes, already a legacy established. That's all we know of him that's all for, we know. like, years until mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Empire Strikes Back, that brings one of the most, I think, influential, biggest reveals in the 80s, maybe in, in pop culture history. Also one of the biggest... Um, Cliffhangers. One of the biggest Ever. cliffhangers, yeah. Luke Darth just, Vader is Luke's mm-hmm. father. Luke just lost a hand. Luke just Han lost Solo's a hand. Lost in, is a frozen in carbonite mm-hmm. as a it's, wall decoration. Yeah, the 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 rebels are 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 running away with their tails between their legs. Mm-hmm. You know, like whoa, that's it's crazy, and I think all those different type of things going on in just that movie makes Empire. Like my favorite out of the three. Like you I can't think touch. Big, you I can't think touch. one of the big things mm-hmm. was just we have this, uh, what really seems like basic antagonist. Yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. Who is supposed to be the biggest threat and has a soundtrack to follow that oh. if we want to play that, because uh, if we listen to the soundtrack, uh, we can see just the the score that's made throughout this movie is very much adventure. Thank you so much, whenever, John Williams. Thank you. But whenever Darth Vader comes around and you have this very, like, we're dealing with something big here oh, yeah. score. Oh, yeah. You know this is the mother of all evils. The, you know. This guy is a threat. This guy means business. So we have a guy who's a threat, a score that very much says that mm-hmm. being this score. Um, and then also the fact that, like, like nobody expects anything out of Darth Vader other than the antagonist. Mm. So when Five comes around... And suddenly, not only is Vader trying to persuade Luke to work together, 
but then he eventually reveals that he's his father and cares for Luke. Join me, and together we shall rule the galaxy as father and son. Kind of messes with people mm-hmm. because, I mean, especially around then, storytelling was pretty simple in movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad guy's bad guy. Uh, there's not a lot of movies where bad guy is actually kind of not bad guy yeah. at yeah. the time. Darth Vader has layers. Yeah. yeah. He's not a simple bad guy like no. many other 80s, 90s movies make their bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that twist is what really got people to be like, man, this story is deep, along with all the other stuff you mentioned, mm-hmm. causes this uh, reveal to be very much just like when the movie ends and everyone's like, what's going to happen now? Yeah. That's probably, I would attribute the choice of George Lucas to make Vader Luke Skywalker, Luke's father. Yeah. The best choice when it came to the success of the franchise as a whole. Oh. It just adds in a whole new layer of things. Yeah. Like, oh my God, is Luke going to turn to the dark side? What's going on here? And James Arnold Taylor, no, I keep doing this. James Earl Jones. There you go. As the voice of Darth Vader. What a perfect pick. Mufasa. You know? Um, his voice just really carries that It's menacing. Tone, the menacing tone of Vader. Like, he's already... Just through his voice, just through his first line in episode four, you know this guy is powerful. You know this guy is scary. And the breathing... You know, the, the little sound effects, the little touches George Lucas and his crew made while, like, making just this one character. When, at least for the original trilogy at that time, when you think of Star Wars, probably the most iconic character is Darth Vader. 100%. You know? If not, then just Stormtroopers, but that's not even right. a character. He, but Darth Vader is, for sure, without a doubt, one of the best characters ever written probably played as uh, not only villain but also um, uh, a protagonist when we're talking about Anakin himself but that's for another episode Um, but we can already say so much about Vader and he's gone through so much he has done so much just in the span of these three movies we could talk we could say this for like the prequel episode but but, um, the sequel the original trilogy represents Anakin's future mm-hmm. and the prequels represent his past mm-hmm. he killed all the Jedi because that was his past mm-hmm. but his son came out of nowhere mm-hmm. representing a future and you can see that even more when you go into stuff like Rebels and stuff oh I love Rebels when he fought Ahsoka when yeah. he was looking for Obi-Wan the that whole time so cool yeah it's just Darth Vader is way more than your standard mechanicized stock villain yeah and I love that choice and George Lucas and and I just want to talk about like the whole technical side of George Lucas 100% and filming Um, these movies were very big on um, technology first of all Mm -hmm. where a lot of these effects were either not that they were never done before but they were done in a newer way that made it feel more real in a context that was different. If you, I remember correctly, George Lucas and Lucas Arts and ELM, uh, Electric Light and Magic, um, created new technology for just Episode Four: A New Hope. Hundred percent. You know, or I believe so as well. But it's basically because there's other similar technology yeah. to where what basically what it is is we don't have VFX software like we do today, That's where it's true. like Adobe After Effects stuff like that, where you can just uh, where you have an interface where you can make these effects, put in shapes, assets, whatever. This is very, 
VFX at the time were very math based. Mm -hmm. You wanted to make something like the Death Star. You made that by writing out equations and mm -hmm. putting it into a, a software, which and, and means also, they had to visualize these sh VFX heavy shots. That's true. Uh, through and I don't know if I don't know if the Death Star is the right one, but there are a lot of shots in this where the VFX were done purely out of math. Sure. And they had to visualize what they were going to make and trial and error it through it, math. If I remember his name insane. right, if I remember his name right, the concept artist for all these uh, ships and stations and, 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 and vehicles, uh, McQuarrie, um, I know his last name is McQuarrie. I don't remember his, his first name exactly. He did an amazing job creating, you know, illustrating, drawing out, creating this galaxy, not only with the vehicles, like, like classic... Uh, X-Wings, TIE Fighters, Death Star. He also made, like, armors and, and outfits, like Boba Fett's um, Mandalorian armor. You know, it, originally it was, it was supposed to be white, but that got, that got changed later on, but still. And and also, like, with with uh, actual filming tricks, like like the Battle of Death Star in Episode Four, uh, the at least the close-ups when it came to, like, dogfighting and stuff, uh, George Lucas used actual, like, modeled toys, figures, uh, figurines, uh, and and literally blew them up, you know, as as they're dogfighting and stuff, and and that just goes to show that a lot of these movies are real, you know. It kind of gives that sense of immersion, I guess, at least in my opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, something I really like to bring up about the Star Wars universe, yeah, is that time in, is measured in relation to Episode Four, in yes. relation to the Battle of Yavin specifically. So BBY. Yeah. So before you, Battle of Yavin. So, like, Luke was born 19 BBY before yes. Battle of Yavin. Yes. And usually the decision between the prequels and the original trilogy, like, setting is decided between that yes. battle. Yes. Yes. That's, that just shows how big of a, a milestone, you know, this is for, for the entire franchise. You know, the, not, not only is this the first movie, but this is a major accomplishment in universe. Yeah, the the lore of the setting is like super deep and yes. involved, and so, and it, it's very clearly seen that this isn't like a lot of other stories to where the lore seems deep, but yeah. in reality, it's just a bunch of like thrown together bits and bobs. No, but, but this is real. But this is this is written, or if not written out, at least conceptualized. Yes. The whole story is at least semi-known. We could see that especially later on, like, at the very last of the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. We get the appearance of Anakin as a regular yeah. dude. Yeah. We're like, okay, so this there's clearly some background between, yeah. like, why Vader looks the way he does um, and why he's basically on a, what we find out, a life support system. Yeah. Um, it, all this stuff is like these small details. Uh, his uh, Vader's interaction with uh, Ben Kenobi uh, in the first movie. Yeah. All this stuff kind of gives the idea of like there is more to the story that mm -hmm. we're not going to tell you right now. Mm -hmm. And George Lucas did an amazing job in like creating uh, all that stuff. As in, like he took real world inspiration. Like for example, the Force, the Jedi, the Sith. These are like based on real world religions and philosophies and and mythos, um, and and also like names such as stormtroopers. Uh, I know in history, I don't remember like exact eras or whatever, but I know that there are actual uh, groups called stormtroopers in in some armies and stuff. I don't think it was U.S. armies. Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but real world inspirations. You know, uh, again with just the designs of people, the designs of things. Uh, 
the lore, you know. Uh, I don't it's know. It's all real. It's all real in in from a certain point of view, you know. It's, it is all real. George and, Lucas was like very adamant. Yeah. That you know, Episode Four was based on the Vietnam War. Right. And guess yeah. what? There you go. America was not the rebellion. Boom. Uh, so bringing, you know, bring in like this 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 form of magic, this form of wizardry with the Force. Throws everything out of line. Yeah. Also, if you're a gatekeeper that says Star Wars isn't polit- political. Oh, it very much is. There you go. It's literally almost all political, except for the lightsaber fights. New, new, new. I mean, that's super cool too. <laughs> yeah, that is super cool. That kind of takes like some some Japanese samurai type stuff dealing going on right there in a way, you know. In a way. But Joe, I know you want to say something about the whole force and religion stuff. No. Do I? Do you? <laughs> well, I mean, it's. The way it's presented, not really in the original trilogy, it's kind of like kind of ambiguous. Like okay. use the force, it'll guide you. Mm-hmm. But as it's like explored more in the uh, prequels mm-hmm. and kind of in the sequels, it makes sense as a religion. It really does. It's very very like realistically, this is how a religion would be formed. There would be a head, which is Yoda. Mm-hmm. Yoda for the light side. Yeah, and also, but like a whole like departments and levels below him yeah and how like we see in the prequels it's pretty corrupt mm-hmm. pretty messed up it's not the perfect organization mm-hmm. which, the, which gets explained in the sequels yeah and then the lesson from that is that it should remain small right you know it shouldn't be made into this big bureaucracy right then you'll end up with the empire right I also love the concept of like when it came to uh they're the good, the the light side, dark side, where you have the light side, which is very much the it, the dynamic between both sides, very lawful good versus chaotic evil. Yeah. To yeah. where uh, the Sith and the dark side are very much so. You can do what you want. So literally do whatever you want. Yeah. You want to murder a guy, murder a guy. You want to buy a coffee, buy a coffee. You want to threaten a guy for a coffee, threaten a guy for a coffee. <laughs> Is Sith is very much you can do what you want, just do what you want to do because you have the power to do it. Sure. Whereas, uh, so it's very clearly good for the individual, but bad for everybody overall. else. And then you have the lawful good mm-hmm. Jedi, mm-hmm. who at least in the prequels and kind of, kind of so in the uh, original OG. series, we're looking at uh, follow like it's follow the rules, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And it's like. You want to go, like, Luke, you want to go save your friends? No, you have to finish your training. Actually, mm-hmm. we don't even know if we should train you because you don't follow the rules for mm-hmm. our age limit. Um, and this is very much rules-based thing, which is not good for the individual, but great, better for the society. And it's you this interaction old. between two these two parties. Yeah. And, these, and ultimately what ends up happening is every single major protagonist in these Star Wars movies doesn't really fully follow either ideology. Okay. Like, Anakin doesn't really fully follow either. He eventually goes as dark side, but you can see that's not where he wants to be. Mm. Uh, whereas Luke, it's like he goes to the good side because he wants to get good done for everyone. Mm. But he clearly is in it mostly for his friends, for people in general, but he's there for his, like, he's trying to save his, his friends become first priority for him. Right. Anakin joined the dark side to save the the one he loved, and and Luke joined the, the light side because he wanted to fight for what he felt was right in in a, in a sense not only just for his friends but you know also in general 
Um, and I and I do agree that there's a lot of rules when it comes to being a Jedi, being a user of the light side. Uh, but that's just it, it takes like a lot of discipline. At least that's what the Jedi want to teach. Like they they want to make sure that their teachings are are being portrayed as something important, something that should not be taken lightly, something that should be um, be respected. You know, something just because you can do something, should you do it? You know that that's kind of what what the light side wants to go with. And speaking of the Force, you know, there's a whole theme. Of course, the Force itself has a theme, and it starts off being all mysterious and stuff, being all nice and gentle, like we're hearing right now. You know, again, thank you, John Williams. You did an amazing job with this. But then later on, with this song. We feel how majestic the Force can be. We can feel the Force itself if, if you really listen to it. You know, you can really easily tell what the Force is about. You know, it's nice, calm, gentle, peace, harmony. Or at least that's what the Jedi wants you to teach, wants to show everyone. You know? And then we get to listen to how powerful the force can grow slowly but surely with these horns playing in the background again John Williams and London Symphony Orchestra and here it is an epic type of triumph of this part of the force scene mm-hmm. or the force theme it's it's beautiful it's beautiful I love it so much Honestly, it is a solid score. Uh, throughout the movies in general, there's like the score throughout the movies are is amazing, and especially the original trilogy. But like, it's I think it, you can tell when a composer knows mm. the mood, mm. and Star Wars definitely has that. Where you can tell, I guess John Williams, yeah, he he, he knew what different situation the mood different situations called for and he knew how to mm-hmm. compose that into music and you can really hear that in all of the scores which is sick especially the force ones are the big ones if it's very oh, much just man. like get ready for an adventure kind of uh music um it's like there's a subtle thing that's going to guide an adventure basically yeah and yeah. that that part of the force theme is really cool because that's that's what I feel that's what I hear from it mm-hmm. and I think that's really good for just the general idea of Star Wars it's like there's this thing that is going to guide a story with being just the force and the power between the force that right. really guides every single character and their actions. There is, of course, the political war side of things, but that's not really what the Star Wars story focuses in on, at least the original trilogy. It focuses in more so on Luke's experience with the force and interacting with that experience when it comes to learning it and uh, abandoning his teaching to go help his friends and still having the force with him in those moments, just all that kind of general stuff. Um, it's, pretty, it's really cool stuff. Is the score, uh, and just real quick, I want to dive back into the technical side because uh, uh, I talked about this a little bit with you guys, um, but it's just the general idea of how well this movie was done in post production. We talked oh about oh my god, we talked about the v- uh, virtual effects, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there was also the fact that the first movie, when it was made, yeah, was bad mm-hmm. when it was first made. Mm-hmm. The plot made no sense. Mm-hmm. The it was generally unorganized and then there was this thing with uh, George Lucas and his post-production team of using the little assets they had 
to reorganize it entirely into what yeah. we know the the, yeah, 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 yeah. the first OG movie is now, mm-hmm. which is really cool. There's uh, video essays that can explain so much better than me if you're interested. Um, but it's basically the idea of the first movie, New Hope, uh, being entirely starting out when it's when it was written and filmed as this movie that nobody wanted to see after <laughs> premiering it for the first few times. Yeah. And then George Lucas is like, we spent way too much money on this. Yeah. And completely reorganizing it in post production, so no, no, no more filming. The act they can't call the actors back in. That costs way too much money. Uh, just using the assets that they already had, reorganizing everything and f- f- reworking the story to now the one that people love is always something that I find absolutely insane. What I find funny Most is that. Most impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what I find funny is that George Lucas made Star Wars for twelve-year-olds. This is a space opera for twelve-year-olds, you know, and yet. 40 years later, 40-something years later, we're still talking about it. We're still loving it. People who are in their 40s are still loving this, still want more and more, and just there's this big old love for it. It's a family movie done right. For sure. Because, of course, you have those family movies, quote-unquote, that focus more on kids. Right. And though that may have been the intention with this one, what ended up happening is it's really just a family movie. Everybody can enjoy it. Everybody. Yep. The kids, mom, dad, grandpa. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I really love because the family genre can be very hard to watch because mm. you can really tell that it's catered towards kids. A lot of stereotypes, a lot of like cliches and and Sim- this simple and that. simple stories so that yeah. kids can understand um, with simple concepts. But this is a simple story, simple concepts, but it's also deep. It, yes. So kids still get their enjoyment out of the basic plot. Yep. While adults get to see that this is a this is a established world and story with lore, mm-hmm. and that's what most people really like about Star Wars, at mm-hmm. least older people. And then when people grow up and they rewatch it, they're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff here that I missed. Yeah, for sure. I, I know when I first saw this when I was little, um, you know, the main takeaway is, okay, uh, good guy somehow gets thrown into this big old war, and he he's the chosen one, chosen one, quote-unquote, and takes down big old mean weapon from bad guy. Okay, cool. But as I got older and continued to rewatch and rewatch this movie, there are many different layers, you know, not only with the Force that gets uh, talked about a little, the Jedi that gets mentioned, the Sith, which all we see so far is Vader. You know, there's there's a lot of different things going on. There's a lot of different elements. I mean, we get to see an entire planet be blown up, you know? Boom. Bye, Alderaan. You know, I guess, I guess you can say they were in all the wrong places. All they're gone. <laughs> no. <laughs> when, I, uh, when I first watched this with my dad, I was probably like around that age, like 11, 10, or 12. Yeah, yeah. He, um, hmm, he, he joked at me that he'd make me wait three years to watch uh, Return of the Jedi after Ooh, Empire Strikes Back. Because that's how long he waited. And, you know, that's how long he had to wait. Mm. But thankfully, I didn't let that happen. Because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was just, it's so engaging. Yes. Like, with all the amazing CGI stuff that we can produce now, yeah. we're still going back to the stuff made in 79 and 89. Yeah. It holds up. It holds. I do I do really enjoy every, like, little moment in Star Wars. Like, as in, for example, almost every line spoken can be quoted as easily as possible, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, Don't get cocky, kid. Don't get cocky, kid. That get this walking carpet out of my way, you know. And and for for people who who uh, who knows Star Wars, who has seen it, we'll be able to get it. You know, the Star Wars community uh, is is 
is lively. The Not, whole world is the Star Wars community. Boom, there you, you go. You guys want to mess around with my scrapped game? Oh, you have? Okay, I sure. have a game that I scrapped, uh, which I had before, which kind of is similar to this concept where uh, I went around uh, different Star Wars meme communities and grabbed a few movie lines that are kind of memeable, and I want oh, you I guys to this. guess who said the line. Ben. Which character said the line. Exactly. Okay. So first off, we have, I do, th- I do believe they think I'm some kind of god. C-3PO. Uh, episode 6, Return of the Jedi, when he's on Endor. Precisely. Then we have... Uh, well, of course I know him. He's me. Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode 4, Of Tatooine. course I know him. He's me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the classic, It's a Trap. Admiral Akbar. It's a trap! Rest in peace. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. And then these oh. ones start getting a little more obscure where we have... Mm-hmm. Let's go Back for door, it. huh? Good idea. Leia. No. No? Han? Han. Oh, uh, wow. Endor. Yeah, on, uh, episode Endor, six. episode 6. Boom. Um, yeah. We have... Uh, no, no, that's not true. That's impossible. Luke, Luke Skywalker, Episode Five, Bespin, Cloud City. Exactly. What and, a great delivery on that and line then, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then no, we have a. That's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah. And then we have our last one is between two people, oh. where we have a uh, "I love you," then dot dot dot, then I, I know. know. Mm. Leia and Han Solo in Episode Five, Bespin, reverse, Cloud City. But reverse, in Episode. Six. Six yeah. The beginning when she frees him from Jabba's <laughs> wall decoration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. See, that's exactly I'm so glad you made that. I'm so <laughs> glad you brought that up. Uh see that 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 just proves my point, you know? We we've seen Star Wars X amount of times and, and like in big gaps in between. Like I, I I rewatched like the entire trilogy of the OG like once every couple of months maybe, you know, and and it's 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 still fresh in my mind. You know, that's Thank you so much. That's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anything else you guys want to bring up? Um, because there, I know there's a lot. There's, there's. We can really puppet, talk about great puppeteers. Oh, Frank Oz. For Frank Oz. Oh. They made non-human characters and memorable as did, hell. Did Jim Henson help out with that? I believe so. Boom. I don't think with Yoda, but I, I do think with Yoda. But Yoda I'm not was sure. Frank Oz. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's. I don't think with Yoda. I think with uh, Jabba. Others? Job. Oh Java. yeah. Oh, even even and, like, just his little people, his weirdos. Yeah, even just, uh, Ewoks? just no, no, no. That's not Jabba's weirdos. No, uh, like Salacious Crumb and and the Gamordian guards and stuff like that. You know, um, just just you can even talk about like the puppeteering with Jabba. It's, uh, see, there's a lot of layers in Star Wars and like going into like all little things. Like, there's so much to talk about, but you know, it's just should we? You know. You know. I think I think we've covered a lot of bases. Yeah, I think we covered like uh, at least the general consensus. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the thing is when you like you can talk about this stuff for a long yes. time. It, like, there is a point where you're kind of hitting like you're talking about new things but hitting redundancies. Yeah. And but that also that's also what's so great is because people love talking about this mm-hmm. stuff and they're willing to talk about the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Which I know is I am. Awesome. That's for sure. <laughs> we I mean, technically we already have. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're at a solid place to send things off unless any of you have anything major. It's a trap. <laughs> All right. My favorite is still Return of the Jedi. That's fair. I know Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back, Back is is objectively better. Sure. I just prefer. I yeah. I like a good I like a good story with a bad ending. 
Wow. Mm. You, what do you mean by bad ending? Like, as in like, bad things happen? Like, it's very clearly, like, the, the protagonist. I like a good story where the protagonist doesn't end up on top. Oh, got you. Okay, that's oh. what you meant. Luke that, did yeah, not yeah. end up on top in that yeah, one. Exactly. No, sir, Bob. Like, uh, and then, it, like, that ending was to the point where even if they didn't, like, they, it was kind of a cliffhanger, but even if they didn't continue things, mm-hmm. I still would have been fine just ending on five. Okay. And then that may be a me take. But okay. like, I think that was a solid ending for a movie. Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think anybody can really touch episode four because that's like sets the sets the foundation. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the that's the toe in the water. Yeah, yeah, and then there's episode five and six. Yeah, I, again, which is a cannonball, <laughs> right? I yeah, again, I love episode five. I I mean, I I say that because we rewatched it together, mm-hmm. you and I, Joe, and I guess that just uh, solidified my opinion. That's just me, you know. I get it. Well, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Razzle Dazzle. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show. Subscribe and follow us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to listen to Eagle Radio on the Live 365 app. Favorite us, hardest. Listen to what we like to listen to and all that good stuff. And we'll catch you on the next one. May the Force be with you. certain point of view who shot first Hanzo well actually no technically Greedo shot first no mm-mm. Greedo shot first that's a retcon it's a retcon and it's nonsense garbage Hans shot first mm. it makes more sense in, like, in the original in the original viewing Greedo shot first but he missed well he aimed too high but yeah thanks to like uh, at, uh visual effects stuff at the end of solo who shot first at the end of dude Han. Of course. And why wouldn't he shoot first? In this I think no, Hans, I get char- you. Hans' yeah. character screams he shoots first. He's very much uh, uh, chaotic good to chaotic neutral kind right. of guy. So he's very much the type of just going to be like, I'm going to do what I want. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> shoot a dude. <laughs> no, but of course, like after after like the whole uh, going coming into Blu-ray and stuff, yes, Han did shot first. But in the original... Han shot first too. The thing is, it's the aspect ratio. Okay. It was much smaller. The screen was much smaller. Okay. It was more square than rectangle. If anything, so, I remember Greedo missing. This the is original. Okay. long and card boys. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> and I can control when the argument ends. Everything is true.